This is session five, Spirituality of the Emotions, Anger versus Peace in Conflicts. Dear Father God, you have created us with minds to know, wills to choose, and hearts to feel. You wish our hearts to be full of peace, trust, hope, joy, and love in spite of suffering. Liberate us with your saving grace from the uncontrolled anger, anxiety, despair, disappointment, and bitterness that keeps us from being your faithful disciples. And again, I'm not a psychologist or counselor, so particularly if you have severe, for instance, violent problems of anger, you need to go to a professional. This is for insight and spiritual inspiration. And if you're in a group, you would now share how you made out trying to resolve situations of irritation because of frustration to accept things that you can't change. Now we have the teaching on anger versus peace in conflicts. Last session, we talked about frustrations of daily life. In this one, we want to begin to deal with more major conflicts conflicts, especially ongoing ones. For most of us, by noon, we have met with some chronic conflict. Let's take a professor who reads old lecture notes in class, but then gives huge assignments from a book he or she rarely goes over in class. Or let's take dealing with a fellow employee who shirks, leaving more work for you. In both examples, there's an injustice experienced often, not just by yourself, but by others as well. It's unhealthy to just suppress feelings of anger and fake that all is well. If there is any possibility of change to bring about justice, you should try. Often, however, you can't bring about change because say the professor really thinks the reading is easy or the shirker is the friend or relative of the manager, what then? Our feelings of anger are not wrong in themselves, but they usually escalate to become toxic and sinful because they become disproportionate, harsh, unforgiving, or vengeful. Here is Dr. Lowe's analysis. When we are unable to get a real victory over a person who is thwarting our goals, we try for a symbolic victory. For example, we make sarcastic remarks to our friends about the one who is so stubbornly recalcitrant. We save up instances of the unjust person's acts to gossip about with our friends. This is rightly called putting someone down. We like doing it because it makes us feel not weak and under the thumb of the unjust adversary, but instead above that person, since we are judging them from the height of our own superiority. We may indulge fantasies about how one day that person will suffer for hurting us. Or we may take revenge by always coming late to class or losing necessary papers the shirker could need. Pride is usually behind overreacting anger. We like to feel that we are smart, efficient, and successful in our endeavors. We hate being in a position of having to beg for what is only just. When others treat us badly, it stings our pride. They are in the power position and we have to accept unpleasant conditions. Trying in the midst of conflicts to come to peace 
requires spiritual warfare. Over and over again, and sometimes only after many hours of struggle, we have to accept the fact that life is hard and only God knows how much we're suffering at the hands of others. We have to place before our imaginations the injustices Jesus suffered and remember how he forgave his enemies. In prayer, we must ask Jesus to help us to be merciful to those who stand in our way. We need to set our sights on heaven instead of churning over our hurts. You might try asking Jesus how he sees each person you are in conflict with. Compassion, care, concern, will to heal. I like this scripture from Isaiah. Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Uh, I found this passage from St. Augustine. He was commenting on David's encounter with Nathan the prophet. Remember, Nathan denounces David for adultery and murder, and this leads to David's stunning repentance. But here is what St. Augustine says in the commentary. Let us never assume that if we live good lives, we will be without sin. Our lives should be praised only when we continue to beg for pardon. But men are hopeless creatures, and the less they concentrate on their own sins, the more interested they become in the sins of others. They seek to criticize, not to correct. Unable to excuse themselves, they're ready to accuse others. Your heart must be crushed. For a clean heart to be created, the unclean one must be crushed. Here's one from the Christian novelist Gertrude von Lefort in the book The Pope from the Ghetto. The hero is incensed by the injustices going on in society and in the church. A holy bishop gives him this advice. If you are looking for justice, you will find it in hell. In heaven is mercy, and on earth there is the cross. If you're in a group, participants can give their examples of chronic conflict. Then in silence, the participants make an individual plan for spiritual warfare in the area of, conf of anger versus peace, including personal prayers, traditional prayers, and Christian services, talking to friends or mentors. Take down the names of the people in your group if you have not already done so and promise to pray for them by name throughout the next week. Let us pray. Oh Jesus, you don't want our hearts to be filled with churning anger and we don't like it either. A part of us likes to be angry because we could feel superior and try to get these symbolic victories, but there's another part of us which is exhausted by our anger. So please give us the grace of peace and show us how to arrive at it better. Amen. <laughs>